Hello guys and welcome back to another episode of the Provocative Podcast. Alright, we have a guest today guys and this one's going to be a little different than usual guests but we'll get into her in just a second. Let me guys, let me give you guys a quick intro um, from this week. I'm trying to think of what all I've been doing. I've been busy as hell with the Evo- provocative event planning guys i had a meeting with my day of coordinator last week and it went really well i had a meeting with um the decor company that's going to be helping me with the event and let's just say that i had a budget in mind and we did not stay in budget at all so i had to cut a lot of things a lot of small little detail things that like i uh, i mentioned on the youtube that i had to uh, that i I knew that it wasn't going to make or break the event, but um, it was so fun just like seeing everything come to life and how I want the venue to look like and everything. So if you haven't gotten your ticket, get your ticket November 11th, the provocative experience event. Um, so by now, you've you've I'm sure you've heard of what the event consists of. As we go on a little bit more and we get closer to the event, I will give you guys again the, probably the same details just to kind of refresh your mind. But for today, just Get your ticket, okay? Get your get your ticket because it's gonna be worth it. We do have um, the booths; almost all of them are set up. Like who I want, we have we have a coffee shop. A good friend of mine, Rachel, is having her coffee there, and we're gonna do a provocative coffee for you guys. So you guys are gonna get to have some free coffee. You guys get to have Topo Chico. My friend Gabby, who owns um, Paradise Runway, is gonna be there with her boutique. So. It's going to be a good time. I'm so excited for you guys. And then for the VIP ladies, oh, ladies, the VIP section for you guys for the little, um, because I know we are going to have a private lunch. It looks so nice. It's going to be so beautiful. And I'm just so excited for you guys. So anyways, that's a little intro about what's been going on as far as the event planning last week. This week we have a shoot tomorrow. And yeah, it's just every day keeps getting added and added and added. Um, but it's it's been good. It's a good it's a good problem to have. But that's what I've been really up to this week. Everything is still the same. I did uh, get my results back from my poop analysis, and I do have SIBO. So um, I'll go into detail more about that on a YouTube video probably. But we're gonna start a, a strict diet plan as soon as I get all the supplements in because there's like a huge list of supplements I have to be on while I'm trying to get rid of um, SIBO. And turns out too, I forgot to, to tell my friends, I have a parasite. So we have to get rid of this parasite that apparently I just got it, you know, from drinking water in another country or if someone brought it back um, and we just have to get rid of it, right? So I saw it on there, but I was like, nah, I don't know. If I, and that's, you know, what's funny? We did, a, we did that Paragard, remember baby? And I thought I got rid of all my parasites, but I guess from then to now, I got another parasite. I don't know. Um, but that's a little bit on the health matters for me. Other than that, for fun, um, our book club got kind of pushed to the end of this month because we were all so just stressed with life and things. And we were kind of like, okay, let's give it, us a little bit of a break from reading right now because I feel like when we read, it literally consumes our life. So I was like, let me just take a little bit of a break because I cannot balance shoots everything else i have going on the event the podcast and try to read a book i feel like i'm rushing it versus me actually enjoying the book so i told the girls i was like can we just have a little pause on the book club this month so it's not going to be until the end of the month and for right now chris and i are just watching um uh what is it called 
Drive to Survive. I was going to say it's a Formula One show, but it is a Formula One show, Drive to Survive on Netflix. We are going to Formula One in Vegas in November, literally the weekend after my event. So we're really excited, and I wanted to really know all the drivers and know more behind uh, F1 before going to the, to the race because I feel like if I'm just going and because Chris is going and I don't really know much of a background. It's not going to excite me as much as I would love for it to. So I want to be like invested in the whole process. We are barely on season one. We're on episode nine, I think. And I'm already so invested. Like I was watch, I was literally researching Lance Stroll yesterday. I was like, why did he make his billion dollar billion dollars? Cause, uh, he just bought, uh, one of the the race carts teams and like I was just so interested in everything um and there's so much drama in the show more than you would think because there's a lot of politics that goes involved and stuff but actually for a show it's really really good I really like it so apparently it gets even better as the seasons go on so I'll keep you guys updated on that so anyways let's welcome our guest today we have a good friend of mine here Da, 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 da. Let's welcome Brittany Cano. Hi, how are you? Good. Okay, you go ahead and talk louder. <laughs> louder than that? Yeah. Hi, Hello. how are you? Hi, how are you? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, I wanted to bring on Brittany because I brought you on, I think, like the first few months of starting The Provocative, right? Yeah, I think it's been like two years. It's been, it's, you've had the podcast for two years, right? Yeah, it's this month. Uh, November will be two years. I was thinking about that. Literally, like, the 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 week of the event will be two years. Oh, shoot. Yeah, so it's been, like, two, two-ish years. Two-ish years. Since I've been on. A lot of girls, baby girl. Yeah, I'm uh, a completely different person now. <laughs> <laughs> you were a great person then, yeah, but no, you're absolutely. a completely different yeah, person now. A lot but. of... A lot of things have changed. A lot yeah. of... And, yeah, in good ways. Yeah. So let's... let's uh, before we go into today's topic... Um, how you been? How's life? Hmm. I would say that right now I'm doing really good, especially I had kind of like a rough summer with the marathon and then hurting my ankle. So yeah, I would feel like, I feel like I'm finally back to me. You know, I feel mm -hmm. like we all have those seasons sometimes where we kind of like lose ourselves a little bit and I feel really good mentally and physically right now. So, yeah, I know. I'm loving yeah. it. Yeah. Feeling really good. So Brittany, I know I mentioned it to you guys. Brittany is the one that ran the full marathon guys so can you give us a little bit of a background on how that went what made you want to run the marathon and your whole experience with that so I'm really excited to talk about this just because I was actually talking to Art on the way over um, a little bit about my marathon in relation to the topic that we're going to get into mm -hmm. but with my marathon honestly I feel like growing up all of the discipline, like I feel like I never really had to be disciplined, disciplined in any area of my life, especially like with the gym, you know, like if I'm trying to think, I feel like the only th ever area that I had to be disciplined was with school. Mm -hmm. Right. And then when I decided to go on a different path, it was kind of like, what am I doing? Right. Yeah. And one thing that I always admired art for is like, no matter what, he never misses a gym, right? Like whether we're going at 5am, whether we're going at 5pm, like he's going to the gym no matter what. And like yeah. some days I'm like, ah, I don't know. You know what? No, nah, I'm not feeling good. I'm not going to go today. He's like, you going today? I'm like, ah. I know. You know, like I've always been so like yo-yo with the gym. And yeah. I'm like, one day I was like, why can't I just get my stuff together? Like, I'll say the, the guys too, like not to interrupt you. They could be fucking sick. Yeah. And they're like, I'm missing the gym. Don't tell anyone I'm sick. I'm like, I'm, I'm not missing the gym. Don't tell anyone I'm sick. I'm like, bro, y'all are crazy. Just stay in bed. No, 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 no. I'm going. I'm, I'm like, going. I'm like, <laughs> I get a slight cough. <clears throat> I'm like, 
I'm, I'm going to stay on this couch, baby. I'm, like, I'm sorry. I ain't feeling good. I'm feeling nauseous. I don't think I'm going to go today. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's always something, yeah, right? Like, yeah. So I was like, I really want to prove this to myself that I can do this, right? So it actually happened when I was at NLP. And um, the instructor, my teacher, he was going over, like, how if you can do something, I can do it too, right? Like, mm -hmm. kind of the universal laws of success. And he used the example of a marathon. And I was like, wow. That's so interesting because like in the back of my mind, right? Mm -hmm. How we always have like self-talk. Yeah. I was like, that's something that I've always wanted to do. And I was like, I wonder if I'll do that, right? Like before I head out. And then the next day, oh no, yeah, that night I get on Instagram and one of my favorite podcasters is like, oh yeah, I decided to run my second marathon of the year. And I was like, hmm, okay. Yeah. Right? Like you start seeing like synchronicities, right? Yeah. Like, and so I go to the gym the next day, right? I'm in a hotel. It's like a little gym. This uh, and then we're transitioning into week two. So these new people come in week two, right? And this guy has a marathon shirt on, and I'm like, "All right, all right, universe." So I go back yeah. I, and I asked him, right, because of what I learned in class prior. I was like, "Oh, like, do you guys run marathons? Like, what's it like, right? Like, getting my my facts, my evidence, because if he can do it, I can do it too, right?" So I'm yeah. like, "What did you do to be able to get yourself to this point that you completed the marathon, right?" And so I went back to the room and that night after I had saw um, the podcaster, I was like, let me just look up all the marathons in the U.S. And so after the next gym, when I went the next day when I went to the gym and I saw that guy, I went back to my room and I signed up for the San Diego Marathon. Oh, my gosh, that's so crazy. Yeah, I signed up. And then I remember going home the next week and I was watching like Nick Bear and <laughs> it was like his marathon training prep videos. And I was like. I, it was like 2 a.m. Art was like asleep, like next to me. I couldn't fall asleep. And I was like, what did I just get myself into? Yeah. I was like, but I already signed up. All my friends know. Like, right? Yeah. Like I had already like told people. And yeah, then like a month went by. I told myself, like I kind of created like a mini timeline. I'm like, okay, I'm going to start training in January. I'm going to find a coach in December, right? Got my shoes, everything. And when January 1st came, I started training, right? Yeah. And it was it was one of the hardest things that I've ever done so far like I remember there were days where especially because where I was running it was kind of like just like random streets and like sidewalks and it was like business pa business pauses but there were days where I would be like crying like running crying because mm -hmm. I wanted to stop so bad right because um and then there were days where like I don't know if you've ever done like a like a primal scream like I would just scream yeah, and, yeah. and there was nobody there and I was just like so mad because I was just I just wanted to stop so bad yeah. but I'm like no Brit there's like, this, like anger inside yeah, like, of you. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. like you're doing it for the person who would have gave up in the yeah. past, right? Like the different yeah. version of you. And I'm like, no, like, no. And you're just like screaming to get it out. Yeah, and it's like, it it's almost like the most freeing feeling because yes. you can do it, right? But you just got to keep pushing past. And it was awesome. Um, and then when race day came, right, it was like so cool, like seeing all these people. I mean, I there was so much running it was so new to me. Like there was a lot of things that I didn't, you know, a lot of like first, first time with everything. And like, it was all these people were there to prove something to themselves, like to complete this goal. And it was like 20,000 people. And I was like, wow. Right. Yeah. And then, so I get out, I get out the gate. I'm doing great. Have a pace. Right. My coach is checking in. How you doing? Feeling good. Feeling good. Whatever. I'm vibing. And then mile four comes and there's a pothole in the road. <laughs> no, but tell the story of, yeah, yeah. Tell oh, you want me to tell the whole thing? Okay, well, so, I want you to tell why you trip. Like, no, I want okay, you to tell. you're going to do me dirty. You're, you're like, yeah. Okay, so I'm, I feel like I'm a very, like, vibrant, happy, yeah, positive it, person. Like, if someone's giving off good energy, like, I'm going to give it back. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So 
whenever you're running, it's like a very <laughs> interactive race. Okay. It's very interactive. And there's like people on the sides, like all the, the neighborhood people come out. And there was this guy, this older man, this sweet old man. And he was like, let's go. Right. And mm. then he, he was like, like handing out like free tequila. Like I'm like, no, thank you. I'm good. Right. And so I went like that and I tripped <laughs> and I fell and I blacked out and I hit the pavement and somebody picked me up, and I was like, this lady picked me up, right? I, I know this isn't funny, but... No, I know, the but... It's like, it's just funny, because I could just see her smile, and then I'm falling, and then I'm like, fuck! Like, like, how did this just happen? No, I know. It, like, literally, that's like... Because it was literally like... Like this? Like, yeah. boom! And then on the ground, and I was like... Yeah. What just happened, you know? And then... So she picked me up, she put me in this chair, and I feel like my mind didn't really have any time to, like, wrap... I guess itself around of what was going on. And I was, I don't know if you can see my ankle, but I was like sitting like this and I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot move my ankle. Mm. And I was just like, it was hurting so bad. And I was like, what do I do? What do I do? I called Art. He wasn't answering. Um, and then I had called my coach and I was like, Blake, I just fell really bad really bad he's like what do you mean you fell I'm like I don't know Blake I fell I can't move my ankle and I was like what I was like I don't know what to do right I'm like I've never hurt my ankle before yeah and then he was like you need to go to the medic tent right so I was like at mile four and a half and he's like go back to mile four I'm like absolutely not where's the next one yeah yeah and he's like it's at mile six and I was like all right where are you at he's like I'm at mile eight I was like all right I'll see you in a bit so I literally got up. I, I tried to like start like walking, running and my leg popped up. Right. And this guy saw me and um, at the expo the day before they gave us like little samples of biofreeze. Uh-huh. And he was like, here, use this. And it's it's crazy because the morning of I was like getting ready. I was like looking at my bag and I was like, oh, I don't need that. Oh, so I left it there. Yeah. Right. So this this savior of a yeah. man gave me this biofreeze. I literally like opened it and rubbed it all over my ankle and I like started, I like kept trying again. My leg would keep popping up and I was like, okay, I'm just going to like walk. And then I'm just going to like just slowly ease into it. I managed to get my way to mile four, right? At the medic tent. Mile six. No. Oh yeah. Sorry. Yes. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Mile six to the, the medic tent. And I was like, hi, do you guys have biofreeze? It had like cans of it, like so many cans. I was like, okay, thank you. And I was like yeah. spraying it all over my leg. Everything they were like, do you want some Tylenol? I was like, yeah, I'll take two, please. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, the same thing when I hit mile 13, um, I more biofreeze and yeah. then I took like two ibuprofens but honestly it was really really challenging I feel like it was almost like this test because whenever I whenever I was sitting down holding my ankle I just like the first and my first initial reaction was like you work so hard for five months are you gonna go home or are you yeah. gonna finish and yeah. I was like I got to finish. Like, what do you mean? You know? Yeah. So it was like this test and I felt like it was just something that I had to prove to myself. And I had just worked so hard and had like so much like time and heart and invested. There's no way that I could not have finished, yeah. you know? And it was one of the most amazing experiences of my life. I truly don't think I have ever been so proud of myself because I feel like it was all me and that was something that I've always wanted to, I guess, feel like I can do it. I'm capable, you yeah. know, because I remember even at mile 22, I remember Blake told me, um, which I'm not sure if he knew, but he kind of like messed up the miles. He was like at mile 22, there is a huge hill. And when you get to the top, 
I don't know if you've seen the video of me post on Instagram. It's like me ringing a bell. Yeah, That's yeah. at the top of that hill. Oh, God, and yeah. I remember I saw, I was on that hill and everybody around me was walking and I was like, don't you stop. Don't you stop. Because my only goal was to finish without walking or yeah. stopping. And I was like, don't you stop. Don't you stop. And I started crying because it was so hard. Like I think, yeah, mile 22. Yeah. And I was like, just keep going. And I was like, if there is another hill after this, I don't know if I'm going to make it. Because he told me the wrong mileage. Oh, okay, okay, and I yeah. got there and I was like, oh, I got this I can I cuss shit. on you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I was like, yeah, I, got, you can I was like, I got the shit in the bag. I was like, see y'all later. I'm going. Yeah. I'm taking off now. I was like, three more miles. That's yeah. freaking easy. I was like, let's go. And then I remember um, I saw mile 26 because it's 26.2, right? So I saw mile 26 and I was and I saw the finish line. I have never sprinted so hard in my life. Like I felt like I was gonna throw up. I was sprinting so hard and so fast. And then I finished and like, I literally was like, whoa, like yelling. And it was so cool because everyone was there at the finish line. Everybody was like, let's go, like yelling, cheering you on. And then as soon as I saw limping, couldn't walk. (laughs) (laughs) Your ankle was so swollen. It was so swollen. Did you feel pain during the run? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, So it was really uncomfortable. And then I kept feeling my tendon in my ankle. It would it almost felt like a click. And I would just be like, "Mm," like every single time. And like it was here and there, like just kind of like sporadic when it would happen. But I was just like, keep going. You got it. Yeah. yeah. Keep going. You got it. You got it. Dude. Yeah. I'm so I was so proud of her for finishing. Well, mean, I called you, remember? Yeah, and yeah. I was like, I just fell. Yeah, I was like <laughs> stressed. I was like, I, I was in my closet when you called me, and I was like, okay, what am I supposed to do? And then I, you're like, call Art, call Art, and I tried calling Art, but Art, I, I don't know if he answered me or not. And then you got a hold of someone, and I was like, okay, well, just call me when it's over. <laughs> I was just like stressing because I was like, okay, but yeah, no. After that, I was, you sent me pictures of your ankle, and I was like, oh. My God, I'm so proud of you for finishing though. I know yeah, like too. that was not, I mean, I was, you know, part of your journey, like just here on the side and like seeing like, I know that there were so many days that it was so hard. One, running a lot of mileage is already hard on your body, the exhaustion. Two, like the heat here in Houston was no damn joke. That shit would kill anybody that when that I was, was running during the summer, it's same, like, you know, we, it was, it sucked because you had to be up really early at 6 a.m. or You're like really late, late in the dark. Yeah. And like, <laughs> it, it's just, it's like running is not easy. It's a f- pure mental sport. Right. And then obviously the exhaustion that comes after running freaking 13 miles, 16 miles when you were running 60 miles, 17 miles, I would be like, okay, come, huh, come hang out after you're done running. I'm like, Hey, um, I'm gonna have to miss this one. I know, you're like, I'm real tired. And then when I started running, I'm like, she, I run eight miles today and I'm exhausted. How is she running 13 miles? You're like, I get it now. I get it now. Yeah, no, I'm I'm really proud of you. And I will say this, I, I was listening to an Andy Frisilla podcast episode last week and it reminded me of you in the sense that like, somebody asked him, how do you deal with the haters, right? Like, um, they asked Andy and he was like, well, you know, you ignore the haters, this and that. And he's like, but you can't also... Um, blame people for not believing in you if you haven't proved that you're capable of something great. And so it made me think of you because when you first told me that you were going to run the full marathon, I was like, how is she going to do that? Mm -hmm. I was like, how is she going to do that when, when you've never proven that you can run? Absolutely. Recently, right? You were probably running high school, but Running in, in middle school and high school is completely different as running now as an adult, especially if you haven't ran for over, I, I will say for over a year at least. I agree 100%. So when you were like, I run, a, run a, I want to run a marathon, I was like, 
are you sure? And I know you remember I was, are you sure you don't want to run a half marathon? A half. And you were like, no, I want to run the full. I was like, okay. And I know at that point, probably like yesterday when you told me that one goal you want to achieve, I was like, oh, you can do it. But when you told me you were running, wanting to run the marathon, I don't think I told you you could do it in the beginning because because I didn't know if you were capable. Yeah. Because the Brittany at that point was missing the gym when she her body felt bad. Had never done that had, before. And also. had never done that before. So I didn't have, and, and I love that he said this because it's like, you can't expect people to think you can accomplish something great if you haven't given them a reason to. Right, Absolutely, you're gonna have yeah. to prove them, aka, wrong. That you're gonna have to prove people, like, hey, I'm great. I'm capable of of, of doing great things. I'm capable of keeping my word. Because ninety percent of the popula- population will say they're gonna do something. They don't know. They don't do it. They don't go through with it. They make excuses or they can't do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, Chris and I have prepped. We say we're gonna prep. We're gonna. I mean, you see, I'm I'm prepping. Like, yeah. I, I'm not quitting unless I'm in the. Even if I was in the hospital, I mean, I I was sick with the flu for a week and prep, and I was still biking. You know, like. <laughs> So I think it's important sometimes to realize that people aren't probably going to believe in you in the beginning when you haven't proven that you're great. But now that you've proven like, shit, I ran this full marathon without, you know, running in in a few years and I was able to stop and this happened and I was able to fucking push through. Baby girl, you you tell me you're going to do something. I'm like, she told me she was going to, she had this little goal in mind and it's not a little goal, but she had a goal in mind. I was like, you can do it. And you're like. I believe you. <laughs> I believe in you. I'm like, you, can, you ran a marathon, you can do this. So I think that's that's an, an important thing to remember too. But I'm yeah. just so proud of you for running Thank that you. and, you know, all, yeah. all the growth that I saw in you. Yeah, I do want to add something to that. Um, I think that's a very beautiful quote that you just shared with me. So thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like it definitely gives you and, you know, others a different perspective. And I feel like in those moments, it's very important to remember, right? Because there's no proof, right? So like, how can you expect other people to believe in you, right? right. But at all times, we can always take responsibility for ourselves and remember that like, hey, just because there's no proof yet, that's okay, right? Yeah. Like, I don't need others to believe in me because I can believe in myself right now, right? And what we have to understand and be able to get ourselves to this place is, right? Like, I love using this analogy because whenever I first heard it, I was like, Phew. yeah you wouldn't wear someone else's glasses, right? Like I wouldn't grab arts or art doesn't have glasses, but I wouldn't grab arts glasses and be like, yeah. oh my God. Right. Cause like whenever I put them on, I'm, I'm like, oh my God, I can't see. Right. Yeah. Because it's not meant for me. So it's really important that whenever you're trying to do something big, you have to understand that you have to see and act and feel before even sometimes you can believe it and other people can believe it because they can't see what you see, right? They don't have your prescription of what the universe is giving for you. You know what I mean? So it's such a beautiful thing to like stay persistent and keep going like despite the odds because no matter what, like you have to believe in yourself first and then everyone will believe in you. 100%. You know what I mean? Like sometimes that's what it takes. Yeah, you can't, people aren't going to believe in you, especially one, if like you, like you said, you don't, you had all, you don't have proof, but people are so focused on themselves and you can't, if you are going to wait until other people believe in you or support you, or they're going to do the work for you, it's never going to happen. You have Absolutely. to do it for yourself. And I love that analogy because, uh, I remember when we first started the, the new business that we're starting, um, we asked someone, and I was like, okay, what do you think? Do you want to be an investor? And they were like, oh, no, 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 I don't see, I don't see what you're seeing. And I'm like, that's perfect. I was like, 
um, scared because this person is a millionaire. And he was like, I was like, oh shit. Like he doesn't see the potential in it. Maybe we shouldn't invest in this. And then I was like, I mean, that's like the scary thoughts, right? In your in the back of my head. But then I was, I was like, absolutely fucking not. I was like, he doesn't see what I see. Mm-hmm. I remember telling Chris, because I could hear that he was a little Chris was a little worried. And I'm like, I look at him, we're in the car, and I was like, absolutely fucking not. We're not gonna stop. I'm like, I know what I see. I know the vision I see. I know you have a vision, but I know I have my own vision of mm-hmm. this project. And I'm like, I don't care if they don't see it. I'm like, mm-hmm. I see it. And I don't care if we fail doing it. Like, it doesn't matter to me because I want to see it come to life. So it's really important to believe in yourself and, and know that your vision is your vision. It's not anyone else's. So Absolutely. I'm glad you shared that analogy with me. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so let's get into today's topic okay. because we could go on about uh, that forever. So I wanted to bring on Brittany because I know I talked a little bit about it last week about masculine and feminine energy, right? And how how to, what does that even mean? Like, right, what being in your masculine or feminine energy, I always thought it was like, oh, I'm in my masculine energy because I'm this, 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 and this. And then you started doing some research. Brittany started doing some research on masculine and feminine energy because, and you can just, you know, you can tell your side, but I think it was because you wanted to be a little bit more in your feminine energy mm-hmm. um, and things like that. And so she started doing some research And just like she said, sometimes the universe, not sometimes the universe puts things in place for you when you're meant to accept the message, I feel like. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, she started posting about it. I can't remember who else I started seeing it. And then I was seeing it somewhere else. And like, it just kept coming up and coming up. And so like literally last week I sat down and I was like, I was going to go clean my closet. And I was like, I got my phone and crook in the my phone real quick and the first thing I saw was another girl posting about it and I was like nah I'm not gonna clean my closet my closet can like, all right okay I'm okay. like okay I'll sit here <laughs> and book and take notes now universe and I just like had one of those moments because I learned so much about myself that I thought I would have never ever ever correlated it with this ever in my life Mm-hmm. I always thought I put it to blame on other things on. I put my personality to blame on Chris sometimes. And like I didn't take responsibility for it because I didn't know that that's what, that's what it was. And so I'm like, I talked to Brittany about it. And I'm like, we have to talk about this because you've been really learning about it. I've been learning about it. So tell me what made you think, what made you start wanting to learn about feminine and masculine energy? So I, I don't know, I was a little bit curious about it just because I feel like I've culted a lot of awareness in myself over the past two years, but the same thing with you, like I, I've always like heard like feminine and like masculine and I remember I was watching a video with my friend and it was about the different female archetypes, right, mm-hmm. which is a whole different thing. But they were talking about like the wounded and the healthy parts of those archetypes and I was like, that's so interesting. Um. And I was like, I wonder if like I have some of those wounded traits, right? Mm -hmm. So I started looking up um, wounded feminine and wounded masculine. And especially me with how I work, like I do work a lot. And so I was like, okay, because I feel like sometimes I get in this do, do, do mindset. Like I have to do, I have to do this, right? Like I have to have like so much control. Like if I, if, if I don't do it, it's not going to get done. Like I felt like I couldn't release this sense of control in a lot of different areas in my life. 
and I feel like all of the stuff that I had previously learned about, it wasn't, I wasn't able to, I guess, like unlock that part of myself. And so I started looking into it and I swear I found all the answers yeah. like that I was looking for, like, like how you said, right. And I love um, how you're saying you're like, I didn't know, but it's like, you don't know what you don't know until you know it. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. Yeah. And I was like, I've always like, I didn't know there were like healthy masculine energies. I thought it was just, you're in a feminine energy or you're and in that's an, it, right? a, a, a masculine, but I didn't know they were wounded. I'm like, wounded? Yeah. What do you mean? And then I'm like, I'm not wounded. Oh, of course. I'm like, I'm not wounded. And then she started listing things and I'm like, no. And then <laughs> she starts listing more and I'm like, fuck. And then the, I, I was watching a video and then she explains more about what, how that plays a role in your life. Because sometimes people will list traits and your ego wants to get in the way. And you're like, I see that a little bit, but I'm not really that. And then she explained it a little bit more how it like correlates to like the, your behavior. And I was like, oh my God, that's me. Yeah. Oh my God, I have to work on that stuff. So do you mind sharing what some of your wounded characteristics are? Yes, but can I say one thing first? Yes, go ahead. Um, so I wanted to say, because um, you said that your ego gets in the way and it's because whenever you, like you hear these things, right? And you, you accept them, it's ego death right? You're, yeah. you're in a sense killing the version of you that you are right now. And like a lot of versions of you that it took to become who you are right now, because you got to think about it, like all these different versions of ourselves that we've been, like we carry them with us. Right. Yeah. And it's kind of, um, I guess in a sense, it's just really interesting to see like what we've picked up along the way and what we, what we didn't have or we lacked in our childhood. And that's why it's now affecting us in our adulthood. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And I think ego too is there to protect us sometimes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and that's that's literally its sole purpose. Yeah, so when I feel like, okay, I'm letting my ego down, it's like, okay, like now I have to rebuild myself up. But like mm -hmm. it's in a good way. It yeah. just takes yeah. some time, right? And it's scary because the ego is the wall, right? Mm -hmm. And the whole point of this is one, realizing, okay, what wounded traits you have and then asking yourself why you have those traits and sitting with those traits, sitting with those emotions so that you can get into a more balanced. The whole point of this, guys, is so to get into a more balanced state of masculinity and femininity so like you can live in the perfect. I want to say perfect. Right. But everyone has their own perfect balance. Yeah. Right. So well, I like to say like yin and yang, because, I mean, if you think about it, God really created us to be like man and woman and to balance each other out. It's not supposed to be more man or like more male or more female we're supposed to be oh sorry you're good we're supposed to be this like divine balance of both and yeah. come together yeah. and just radiate as like a one being yes. you know what i mean so like that's why we need it's like equal parts yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay so you asked if you wanted to share i got my journal oh yeah your wounded traits okay so wounded masculine or feminine feminine okay um let's see Okay, so I did watch the same video that Jazzy watched as well. And I will say that it may not be. Okay, let me read this. Okay, so it was saying that a lot of women are in our wounded feminine energy. And mm -hmm. that's usually insecure, like small and disempowered, seeking and searching for love. 
Um, and like when we're wounded, we look outside of ourselves, right. For external validation and we we will do anything and everything to get it. Mm -hmm. I will say that with my upbringing, I very much operated out of that last one, like looking for love outside of myself Mm -hmm. for a very, very long time. And it was very relevant in all of my relationships. Um, I will definitely say insecure and not being like, not feeling like I was worthy. I feel like that one has been a long time coming to, it's been like two years since I've been on my healing journey. And I would say like a year and a half in, like even when I was doing like the deep, deep internal work at first, like I still was just, I mean, you know, yeah, I I have had so many talks with you at the gym yeah. and you're like, Britt, what are you talking about? You know yeah. what I mean? But it's like, it's so deep and ingrained with us that somebody else could tell us, but we literally do not see that. You know yeah. what I mean? And then, let's see here, there was another one. I was stuck in a victim mindset. Oh. I wanted someone to save me, but I had to save myself. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Was that. A, that was a really big one for me. Stuck in a victim, yeah, that victimizing is, is a big one. And, um, and I will say there's so many layers of victimizing, Absolutely. Right? There's a lot of layers. I thought it was just like, before I was like, oh my God, you can just be a victim all the time. But there's so many layers that it comes with when, when it's like victimizing yourself a little bit. Um, because this made me realize too, when I, w- when she was listening and talking about it, that in the past I've had a victim mentality a little bit in the sense of like, not someone saved me, but why me sometimes? Mm-hmm. You know, oh, like, absolutely. Why me? Why, why are they here? But not me, you know, mm-hmm. like, why can't it be me? Why can't it be me? But something she did say before I I, I told you guys mine um, is that most women have a deepening feminine energy at their core. Like at their Uh core, they want to be this feminine person and and they want to have all these healthy traits of of the feminine energy. But what happens is that they build a masculine shield. So they Mm. operate out of a wounded masculine energy, which that's what mine is. I think I have a deep, feminine energy to my core and then that's why you guys see it a lot but my way of protecting myself is through my wounded masculine energy mm-hmm. so for me I put the ones that she wrote uh for wounded female feminine was seeking outside outside validation lots of emotions like high emotions insecure codependent and feeling not worthy I think for me the the two of those that made it to my list were seeking outside validation mm-hmm. because I didn't get that in my home growing up, right? Mm-hmm. And not worthy, like not feeling like I'm worthy enough. Um, and I think that being in the career that I'm in, it doesn't help, right? Mm-hmm. We're constantly comparing ourselves to the next big thing, to the next, to the other influencer, to the other business entrepreneur. So you always have this self of I'm not enough, right? As far as my wounded masculine energy, lack and love and connection, Mm -hmm. very achievement focused and self-worth is tied up to how much I do. Yeah. I would say that that last one is a, is a really big one for me too. I did want to share that, um, I was reading about it and it says there's a deep level of fear operating in culture that feeds on the, the thought of scarcity that we do not have enough 
that we ourselves are not enough. And I thought that was really interesting because they were saying that a lot of times like feminine is considered weak, right? I feel like in society, there's these superficial, very Mm -hmm. superficial versions of masculine and feminine and what we think they are, right? But then like when you start to dig and learn about what all the, what, what these, I guess, things truly are and how they affect you in your life, you gain this like different level of understanding and awareness, right? Because it's like she was saying too in the video that a lot of times we yo-yo back and forth, right? She was like, this is what happens. You're in your masculine, Mm -hmm. you get stuck in your head. And so she's like, you get stuck in your head about your your wounded feminine, and you're like, I'm gonna fix this, I'm gonna fix this. But by fixing this, you go into your wounded masculine because you're proving to everyone that we are enough, right? So then mm. we switch and we're, we're yo-yoing back and forth and we burn out. And when we burn out in our wounded masculine, we wanna go back to our wounded feminine. So mm. it's like you never get out, right? You're always trying to fix it. But when you're fixing it, you're just like, oh, we're in our wounded right now. Let me just, let me just, let me just put a Band-Aid, Band-Aid right? On it, you're yeah. not healing Healing, it and so if you don't take the time to heal those parts of yourself it's like filling up a bucket with what filling a bucket up of water with holes in the bottom it's never gonna be enough as ever no but I love that made me realize so much so being in a healthy feminine being I love that you said that that we have this like superficial of what feminine and masculine energy is like masculine you're in an independent woman like a man and feminine is like you're weak and you're needy and this and that, but that's not the healthy parts of being a feminine, yeah. uh, being in your feminine energy. The healthy parts is being grounded, being patient, yeah. being nurturing. There's nothing wrong with those things. That's that's a beautiful thing to have. Absolutely, being, being confident, being secure in yourself, and feeling good about yourself. Those are healthy feminine traits. Now, when she was explaining this yo-yo thing, I was like, this is my biggest struggle that I've never ever been able to explain to anyone except for people who live it, which is me and Chris. Mm -hmm. So I am very much, and I operate my wounded masculine 100%. I, because of the way I was raised and like the lack of love and connection from a masculine side point from my dad. Right. Um, I had to protect myself. I had to work. I received love when Jazzy was doing work for others, right? Mm -hmm. So if I'm not working, if I'm not busting my ass and doing things for other people, then I'm not good enough. So I do that. I work and I, and I don't give into myself. I like, I'm not grounded. I'm not mm. patient. I'm I'm just in this wounded masculine energy because I'm doing everything so that I can feel like I'm worthy. Mm-hmm. Well, what happens is I burn out. I burn out and then I go into a wounded feminine. And my mm. wounded feminine is very much needy. I will say that. You guys don't see it as outsiders, but Chris sees it. I'm very needy with him. I need him. I'm like very like um, indecisive. I'm like just this like, I don't even know how to explain it, like a little bird that I can't flap her wings. And then something happens where he kind of like, he doesn't make a remark, but he, something happens where I notice it, right? And I notice it and I'm like, well, this, like, and I get mad at him for it. Mm-hmm. I get mad at him and I'm like, I'm like, this is what happens when I'm just, I just love you too much. I literally say that when I love you too much and I don't <laughs> receive the same in return. So what happens? I'm like, I need to put a bandit. I need to fix this. I need to fix this neediness because this is not me. Control, 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 control. Because I'm not weak. 
So I'll go back to my wounded masculine and I'll operate there again for like a few months. And then what happens? I bring, it's this constant. It's a cycle. And when like, she explained that, girl, I was like, holy shit. I was like, this is me. This, I literally was crying. I, I was the crying same thing. on the couch. I was like, this, the fact that it's taken me this long to realize that this is the issue, that it's not me, that it, I'm not that like, there's nothing wrong with me in the sense. Like, I want to say this. If this is you, there's a lot of... We all have these wounded, wounded traits. And please don't think anything is wrong with you. And I love that she said in the beginning of the video, please don't think that there's anything wrong with you. It's just this is how we've been trained up to this point. Mm -hmm. And it's all... Like, if you're not self-aware of your trauma, if you're not self-aware of the things that are going on with your life, you'll never get... Yeah, like, you're not going to be able to know that this is happening to you, right? I think yeah. that we're able to accept this because we've been on a healing journey, right? Mm -hmm. And then, so we see all these things that we do wrong, right? But I was just like, holy crap. And I loved her analogy of the, like, you know, the uh, holes in the bucket. You're going to fill up this bucket with holes and it's never going to fill. You're never going to feel enough if you don't work on this. You're going to put it, you're going to slap a bandaid on it and think that that's healing, but that's not healing. Um, what she said to heal was and i love this because we talk about this you 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 said this a lot when you were working through um your therapy and then with me you have to heal your inner child mm -hmm. and i was like i've never ever heard anyone else talk about their inner child because when you talk about your inner child i'm gonna say when you talk to me about your inner child when i wasn't on my self-help journey i was like this bitch crazy <laughs> I'm like, she's sitting there telling me she meditating and seeing little baby Brit. I'm like, she crazy. I'm like, she is making this up. But now what do you think? But now I, you're going to be proud of me. So this morning I meditated. Oh, good. That's I meditated good. for five minutes. I was going to do a 15 minute one, but I was like, no, I need to start. Air five. I meditated for five minutes and I saw baby Jazzy today. That's so cool. And it was really, really sweet. And I cried this morning. It was really good. But I feel like I, I learned a lot about inner child wounds with my therapist when I was working with her last year. So I feel like that's why I was able to receive this message so, so much right now, too. But there's an inner child in you that needs healing. That is the reason you're doing all these things that this you're being reactive. All these wounds are act making you act a certain way making you react a certain way making you react the unhealthy way right mm -hmm. and until you can sit there you can set a band-aid on it and then continue this yo-yo but until you sit there with your emotions and ask yourself why you're feeling like that and stop being reactive and just sit there with them which is one of the hardest things to do you're not going to get better mm -hmm. do you see a lot of your inner inner child in these wounds yeah, absolutely. Because one thing that I learned is you really do have to, you have to parent yourself. And yeah. I feel like your inner child is, let's see, I'm 28 right now, right? My inner child is Brittany one through 27, right? Yeah. We've had, I've lived 20, 28 years. So that's 27 years of my life where things weren't always perfect, right? Like you, you got to think like my upbringing, there were so many times, cause like how you were saying you had to do this, do this. Like I remember myself being in college, like you know, things are a lot different for me now that I've, you know, worked on healing my relationship with my dad, but it was always like, oh, let me, let me do this. Let me join this club. Let me, let me get an A because I'm like, whenever I get to talk to my dad, it's like, all I wanted to hear was, hey, I'm proud of you, Brit. So, yeah. so it's like becoming a perfectionist and overachiever, right? Like do, do, doing all these things. And 
I feel like that that's what it is. Like at the end of the day, how are you saying how you're saying it's it's the wound, right? Um and all we want is love. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's challenging to accept, right? And there's nothing wrong with you. I think cultivating this awareness within yourself that this is what's going on with you is a beautiful thing because it's the first step right? Mm -hmm. Because think about how much you've been suffering from here on and you didn't know this information, but now that you do know this information, you can take it, use it, use it as a tool, use it to your advantage and heal those parts of you. You know what I mean? Like that we have so much at the grasp of our fingertips, like so much knowledge out there, books, like the internet, everything, like there's so many ways that you can heal yourself. And it's just, it's a process, you know, it's not going to happen overnight. Like I said, I've been on this journey for two years and I'm going to be on this journey for the rest of my life. Every, it's like, as you keep going on, you're always going to unlock another little version of Brittany or another little version of Jazzy. It's never, you know what I mean? Like I've, I've been on this for two years and I've lived 28 years. I will say that that's the hardest thing I had to accept this year. Because when I think about growth, I'm like, oh, Jazzy, Jazzy made a lot of growth last from, when I think about my personal, my not, I'm not even gonna say personal. When I thought about growth, I was like, Jazzy from last year to now. Oh yeah, I made a lot of growth financial. I would, I was thinking financially, mm-hmm. social media numbers, mm-hmm. things I have, but I wasn't thinking has Jazzy made a lot of internal growth. And so now that I'm learning about Jazzy's doing a lot to grow internally, it's a never ending cycle. Now that I've started the self self myself journey, my self growth journey, because I'm like, shit, there is something that comes up in that. Once you start getting aware of your emotions and the things that you need to work on, they come up, they come up because of life, because of different conversations, they come up and then you have to heal that part of yourself. But I think it's one of the most rewarding things to be able to be in this awareness. And yeah. I, and if you're listening to this and it is speaking to you, please listen. I'm telling you, I, I talked about it two weeks ago. Listen to it because there's a reason why it's speaking to you. Mm-hmm. Like Brittany said, there's so many resources, the internet books, and you're not going to be able to fix it from reading one thing, right? But mm-hmm. you're going to be able to learn more about it, more about why you are who you are. And I mm-hmm. think that is such a beautiful thing. And I know it's crazy to think, to, to hear about your inner child, But if you're listening to this, I dare you to sit with yourself. Whatever is your safe space. For some people, it's the room. For me, it's outside. I love being outside. Sit with yourself. Close your eyes. And try picturing yourself as a kid. Try Mm -hmm. picturing yourself when you feel like you needed an adult the most. And just talk to your child. Talk to that child within you and tell her. I got you. You know what I always like to do? Uh-huh. Um, especially in, in moments of like overwhelm is um, I usually go like to my room. I like to sit on my bed and I always close my eyes and I hug myself, right? Or like I put my hand on my heart and I'm always like, I love you. Mm-hmm. I support you. I'm here for you. We're okay. Yeah. And I always do that. And it's, it's crazy because sometimes like that's all we need because we didn't get that when we were younger. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, we didn't. I mean, some some of you guys did. Yeah, guys. And that, that, I love that for y'all. I love that for you guys. Uh, it's a little different but for us. Some of us, some of us, you know. Um, hey, some of us are having to work hard now. Yeah, some of us are having to work really, 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 really hard. But 
Uh, I'm trying to, I literally summed up all my notes. There's a lot more to it, guys. The the wounded female, there's a lot of different parts. I highlighted things that I wanted to work on myself, like the the external, seeking external validation. Um, one of them, other one was being in your mind a lot. I didn't know that, but like being in your mind a lot of how would others think about how I handled the situation. You know, I heard that one this morning and I was like, that is so interesting. Um and I do, I do that a lot. So I do do that a lot, especially uh, especially whenever I like post like reels and stuff. Uh-huh. Like, I'll like I'll like get it and I'll start making it. I'm like, oh my god, this is so cool! Like this message, this message is awesome. And then I'm like, is this like generic? What what would people? What are how are people gonna digest this? Right. And yeah. then one thing that I've been getting myself because self doubt is the killer of dreams. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like if you think about it, like there's so many ways to have like to doubt ourselves but what if you just believed in yourself like what if like no matter what you're gonna do what if you just believe in yourself and then so I'm like stop it stop it right yeah I'm not thinking that this is an amazing video and like people need to hear this people need to read this yeah yeah self-doubt is Uh, guys I I've had a lot of self-doubt this year too with with the event I'm like what if no one comes like what if like five people come I'm like you know what if five people come five people come and they are going to have an amazing time but self-doubt sucks and, and believing you're in yourself is a lot harder than what absolutely than just like oh i'm gonna believe in myself today you got to truly believe in yourself takes a lot of fucking courage and it takes a lot of within you and it's something you have to constantly do it's not like you can say today yeah believe in myself because tomorrow self-doubt is going to creep in probably in an hour it's going to creep in again right yeah. but you have to constantly be believing in yourself you have to act like the person that you want to become right i, I was telling this. i was telling jazzy yesterday this. so like whenever you want to be just a little lesson here. Whenever you want to be become a new person, right? You have to take action to become that new person. And your body, our subconscious mind, everything doesn't want you to be that new person, right? Because our body does not like change. They want us to stay the, stay, the same, right? That's why we're always thinking in the past because the past is known. So he's saying, remember your future, right? Like when you're, you're man manifesting or meditating medit oh my gosh meditating he's like you're imagining this person that you want to be what does this person look like what do they do how do they act who do they surround themselves with like what do they drive where do they live right remember your future yeah and i love that so much because you have to act like the person you want to become right just how we were saying earlier sometimes people aren't going to believe in you it's okay the only person that needs to believe in you is you that's yeah. it yeah and he was saying the richest actors and or he was saying what, what how did it go the best the best uh, actors in hollywood make the most money because yeah. you have to act like the person you want to become. i know yesterday when you said that i was like i never i love because she's been saying a lot about who ask yourself who you want to be and ask yourself what that person looks like what are they doing and like what is their morning routine like like yeah like it's not so i love that she was saying that because i was like okay this Jasmine that I want to become, this CEO that I'm I'm going to become, what is she acting like? What time does she wake up? What is her morning routine like? Like, And it's been a transition. It's not going to happen from yeah, one day absolutely. to another, right? But today, I was proud of myself. I got up, and it was raining. My my first thing was, I'm going to go for a walk. It was raining, and I was like, damn, I'm not going to be able to go for my walk. I could have stayed in bed. He was still in bed for another hour, and I was like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fucking meditate today. I've been saying I'm going to meditate. I'm going to get up and I'm going to meditate. And it helped me so much. I still felt a little anxious afterwards, but I did not expect to have the results that I had this morning. So I'm really proud of myself. But it takes time to be to become that person you want to be. But asking yourself those questions. But then yesterday you said the actor thing. And I'm like, 
oh my god you're right the best actors get paid the most why because they know how to act so they they're acting like that person they want to become in that role right but you can apply that to your own life yeah i think where a lot of people get stuck is they i feel like they feel like oh um right like what got you what got you here to where you are is not going to get you to where you want to be and i feel like a lot of people and i honestly i started reading this book think and grow rich and what I'm getting out of it right now is people start something, right? They're like, oh, I want to do this, right? I think about how many times when I ran my marathon, I could have like, I'm like, oh, it's hard. I want to stop. Success always comes to you like the second after you stop. Yeah. Like, you have to keep going. You have to persist. It's not supposed to be easy, right? Like when you start your healing journey and I hope you guys start, it's going to be hard. I'm not going to lie to you. Like I cannot tell you how many times I've had to get uncomfortable outside of myself, how many hard conversations I've had to have with you, mm-hmm. with art, you know, like having confrontation with different people, but like you can do it. You're <laughs> capable, you know, like, is it going to be hard as fuck? Absolutely. Yeah. It's going to be so hard. You're going to be crying all the time. You're yeah. going to be like, oh my God, that how this and this. But you have to remember that you asked for this. Yeah. You asked for this yeah. and ask and you shall receive. Dude, I, I know right now you're saying you asked for this. I'm like, I did. And my healing journey has been tough, especially this year. I mean, you know, Chris knows. There's, there's like, and it always comes like those, I don't know for you, but those deep thoughts always come randomly. Sometimes I'm in the shower and I'm just like, he's like, what you thinking about? And I'm like, bro. And then I'm like coming out of the shower, sitting in my towel on the bed, like that fox, that meme fox. fox. And I'm like, he's like, all right, talk to me, baby. And I'm like, and I like just like something that's going on or whatever. You just have a realization. You're like, you're like, you're like in the shower on the wall. You're like, damn, that just tore me inside out. I know. And then you're like, (laughs) oh my God. And then the growth is hard. And then the changes and like the, I think more than anything, it's that fear of letting go of your old self, of letting go of this life that is so like you're comfortable with. So that's why they say, remember your future. Yeah. Because when it gets hard, you have to keep that, right? It's like you have to keep that vision in mind, that highest version of Brittany. Like, I'm going to be like, yeah, I know it's hard right now. Maybe things aren't going how I want them to be. But I ha- I have to remember that. It's like fall in love with yourself. Fall in love with your future because she's coming and you're going to become her. But you have to keep going. Yeah, I love that. You have to keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because it's like the universe is always going to send us tests because she wants to know, are you serious about this version of Jasmine that you want to become? Are you serious? Because I'm testing you. And if you fail, that's like if you fail or you quit or you give up, that's you telling the universe, "Eh, I wasn't really that serious. Yeah, I don't deserve it. Right. But if you're like you keep going and you're like, man, I know this is hard right now, but I'm going to keep persisting. You're one step closer. Yeah. Right. And it's like I don't know if you ever heard that quote. The universe is like it's kind of like ordering an online package. Right. Like you're asking you shall receive. It's like you order that online package, but you don't know when it's going to be delivered. It's not two day Amazon Prime delivery. You don't know when it's going to show up at your door. That's true. So and you we're have so keep, used to that prom day delivery, girl. You have to have faith. You have to You have to keep going. <sighs> yeah, I love that. Anything else you want to share with them before we get on? No, I, I feel think like that's you, it. I feel like you shared it. I feel like so. I covered everything. <laughs> I am like, no, girl. Oh, actually, I, can I share one more thing? Yes, absolutely. Um, I do want to say, because this is really powerful, especially for people that are going to start their um, their personal growth journey, I want you to remember that whenever you start changing, you may encounter a lot of issues with your friends and family like, oh, you're changing. Oh, you're not the person that you used to be. But you have to remember that when you change, you are literally killing the version of yourself that they think you are. So not only are you changing your world, but you are changing 
your friend's world and you are literally killing. It's like to your friend, you're, you're killing yourself to them. Yeah, yeah. And so it, it's hard for them to understand, right? But it, how I said, keep remember your future. Keep that vision of yourself in your mind. Keep it going at all times, right? It's kind of like your why and keep going. And I promise everything's going to change because when you change, everything changes around you. Yeah, and I think it's important too to remember like, if people are changing with the good, they're on this train going forward. You can either stay back and lose that friend or you can jump on that train with them and ride along that growth journey with them. Absolutely. And be there. I mean, I've seen you change so much in the last few years and I'm with you on that train. I'm right here. She's growing, but I've been able to witness it and I'm a part of it. And I, because I don't hold her to be the old Brittany. Mm -hmm. I love that she's making these new changes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think it's either you get on board with your either people get on board with you changing or they stay behind. And that's, I love that you said that too, because I know that's a big problem for some people. Like, oh, well, as soon as someone says, oh, well, you're acting different, then like, oh, maybe they're right. I need to go back to my old self. But if you believe that you're changing for the good, mm-hmm. then that's all that matters. Yeah, for the good. For the good. Yeah, and I mean, the choice is yours. Yeah. I'll, I'll link the video for masculine and feminine energy, guys, because I took a bunch of notes here of my, my like, my personal things. What, what I'm like... of like what I need to work on and everything but it's a healing journey guys um and this video that I I watched was like 40 48 minutes long and I was like but it was good but it was good I learned so much and I'm I'm telling you guys it it was really insightful as to what I need to do going forward and how I need to handle my emotions and to become a better me and to have a better balance with my masculinity and femininity. There's, it's no more about being in competition or feeling like one, one thing that I will say is like, I loved that when we're in our masculine energy so much, we can't even accept help from our, our significant other. It, because anybody, it's just us, no our friends, ju- anything. It's just us. Mm-hmm. And when you're in a healthy masculine energy, no, you're independent. Yes. But you can, you know, that, you can rely on other people. Mm-hmm. And I think that for a long time, another th- a thing with me was like, I was in, in competition with every man out there because I didn't need a man. I was okay on my own. And then I slowly, I'm, I've been making changes slowly, especially this year and relying more on Chris and realizing I don't have to do it on my own. And I'm not in a competition with any other man, right? Has really helped me. So well, females too, like a lot of times people are in competition and that's why they can't maintain a like healthy female friendships. Yeah. That's true. So it's, um, this video was really insightful guys. And, um, you, but you have to be the one to take control and, and make the changes needed because if you don't, then, and then maybe, maybe right now you'll come across this video and you're not, you're not ready to receive the message and that's okay. Put it on a little bookmark that's and maybe true. you'll be ready. Yeah, come back to so. it. Huh? Come back to it. Come back to it. Yeah. So anyways, thank you so much for joining me today, Brittany. Thank um, you for having me. Of course. Uh, Brittany and I have these like three hour conversations, guys, all the time. And it's just so good. It's just my identity at this point. <laughs> it is. <laughs> but um, I love it. <laughs> but I'll put her info down below too. And then obviously uh, to get your tickets, I'll put the link below. And then I'll put that video link for you guys as well in case you guys want to take the time to watch it. Her name, I think, is Connie. She's like a super beautiful blonde yeah, uh, woman. Yeah, she is. Uh, so I think she's she was... English. She had an accent, which I love. She did, yeah. I, I did. Loved I did it. like it. Too. It made it more entertaining. Yeah. Um, but thank you guys so much for listening to this episode, and I'll see you guys next week. Bye.